Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Renee Mass. Uh, did I say that right, actually? Right on. Brother, Perfect. Man, like few people just, <laughs> most people mess it up, but you got it right on. Perfect. Um, Renee, give us, uh, give us a little intro to yourself. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. So I, I, at the core, I'm an entrepreneur, an investor. I've been at this for since the age of 21. I help people invest in real estate through many ways. I coach them, but also I help them just invest in, we invest together in duplex conversions. Let, let, let's just dive in. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Dive right uh, in. And well, you know what? We didn't. That wasn't much of an intro. Let's let's, <laughs> let's make you go in a little deeper than that. Like that was. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Tell us more about yourself. Where are you? Like, what do you do? Okay, maybe, yeah. Maybe some of your projects. Let's. let's, let's All right. Play. Okay. So <laughs> I, I'm. I'm uh... <laughs> <laughs> I let you off the. I almost let you off the hook. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm. I'm born. Born and raised in Toronto, but I live in Kingston. I've been in Kingston for like 28 years. Yeah. And in the past, we used to do student rentals. And the reason I did student rentals was, um, was because pure cash flow, the yeah. beautiful cash flow. But nowadays, we do duplex conversions just because the, it makes sense because you can put the money in, pull the money out. So that's what we do now. Um, how does that? How does that sound? That sounds good. So. Um... When you say put the money in, pull the money out, I'm guessing you're doing a refinance. That's the the game plan. You you make the the property. You you force some appreciation. Exactly, we do force appreciation. So what we do is we'll um, we'll buy a single family dwelling that we can convert into a legalized duplex. And right now in Kingston, and all over Ontario, the Ontario government has tried to increase density in certain places. And they said, we need to implement this. And then the, the municipalities had to kind of figure out what are the details with all this. So finally, Kingston implemented this. They became very open to the idea. And now since July 19th, uh, 2019, uh, there's there tons of people are, are building duplexes in Kingston and all over Ontario. Yeah, it's a very, very hot topic. So, yes, I love working with JV Partners just because it's it's combining resources. And by combining both of our strengths, we can go much further with, with less. Um, I didn't realize it, but in the beginning when I started first doing uh, – looking for JV partners. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, you can easily, the way I, I started off was I, I would basically just move into a place, fix it up, and then uh, rent it out and move on to another one. But once you start uh, looking for JV partners, there's less of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I forget what I was going to say there. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I edit this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We never, do. we never do. We don't have time for that. So, so um, yeah, with JV Partners, it's, it's basically just combining resources and making sure. So in the beginning, I would actually hide my the side that I was I was a, a contractor. My background is, is in contracting. But before that, my background was in education. I was actually, I went to 
university for six years and then the teaching gig didn't I just didn't like it I didn't like teaching French to people or especially uh, students who didn't care to be there so I jumped ship and I became a contractor and I was as I was you know 10 15 years down the road I'm looking for JV partners the side of the contracting side I thought it was a negative side of it but it actually turned out to be a positive thing so now I actually tell everybody that yeah I'm, I'm a contractor I have 25 years of contracting. I still own the contracting business, but it's it's changed vastly. I'm not there on a regular basis. I've got guys that I that have been with me for like 10 years. I trust them. I know them, and we're we're producing the same stuff. It's not. We have a list of items from Home Depot. We've got the cards. We've got systems in place that allow for efficiency and speed to come through. So when I hear other people's stories where they go, yeah, it took us nine months to do it. And I was there the whole day. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize the, the value I gave by having, by having the right team in play and the right systems. And that's interesting, having the in-house contracting. You don't, don't hear that a lot. I don't no. hear that a lot. No. So what, like, so you're now having, uh, they're on staff, like, you know, they're, I'm assuming they're actually like um, T4 employees or- Yeah, they're T4s. <laughs> I, I yeah. didn't actually think about them. So you see yeah. W2, <laughs> no, what, what is that? What do they call it in Canada? <laughs> Are you sure you're Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you, you actually have them on staff for your, yeah. for your employees. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing you're doing contracting for other people's projects that have nothing to do with yours and your JVs as well, right? Seldom, very seldom. seldom. So seldom. Find- there's no need. There's no need because we're doing duplex conversions, and I'm okay. Having a team of ten, you're not a more inefficient. So we have a team yeah. of of less than five. Yeah, and we keep these guys busy. For me, it's it's not about exponential growth. It's about also it's about lifestyle. Like I like to be busy, but you know when there's too much going on. You know, it's not as pleasant. We do do contracts for Queens. Queens, it's just, it's, it's, they, it's like government. They need to spend the money. So we're there for them. There's a few odd jobs that we do, but for the majority of it, there's no time. When we're doing a, a basement renovation, it takes us six, six months. Something, you know, we want to make sure time is money. So if we're away from that, we can't be focused on that. And the guys prefer that as well. The guys I work with, uh, they like they like to be consistent. They like to have the same place, same location. They know what they're doing. It's it's a progression. Okay, so when you're um, you're you're building it out for your own company to do your own project versus doing it out for uh, you know a customer not for you, is there differences in the way it's built or the way you would you know quote that out? Here's the thing: is I give I give a vague estimate. The JV partners, they, they put up the initial funds as well as the renovations. And at the end, it's out. And the logic I tell people is that I'm not, I don't make money on these contractors. I give them that cost. So we keep our prices very low and competitive. I hear what other people are doing and spending. When a general contractor spends or charges them $45 an hour, I can, I can cut that price in half. And we do it more efficiently and quicker. And all we, we do delegate the roofing aspects. We do delegate uh, the electrical and the plumbing. And once again, these are these are people that are that know me, that trust me. I, I like them very well. They're friends, so we get things done. Per- it, it, when I first started off as a contractor, 
I'd work with people that I never worked alone. I'd work with people who knew more than I did and who can do the job done. And I realized that it wasn't, sometimes I wouldn't even get along with them. They were difficult to, to work with. Now I, I don't, I need to like the person. I work with them. They're friends. It's so much more pleasant. Life is too short to be bickering about the smallest things. So they have to have the same mindset or similar mindset and, and just be there for you. Just, just a, you know, rounded, uh, well, you know, good team. Uh, how do you deal with like uh, lulls? Like, do you have spots where there's not enough construction to deal yeah. with all, all yeah. the, the, the people? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we employ two to three people. And then when the busy times, it's like five. So I, I, I try to stretch it out a bit. And the, the low times are the winter months. Okay. So that's when we'll do our own projects with our JV partner. The summer months tend to be the, the busy times. So it's a bit more challenging, but at, from, you know, you know, for, for two, three years uh, working with JV partners, we've been on a consistent role where we can spread things out. Then again, it's a, it's a juggling act. We do, you know, finding work in Kingston is, isn't too complicated if you're a good contractor, if you know yeah. the people and when you've been in business for 25 years, it, it doesn't take much to find work. And I'm just curious about like this kind of systems that you have to have in place. Cause yep. I assume that there's like a property management there's for running these contractors, there's for finding the deals. There's a lot of different pieces. And I know some other people that do that and I I've seen them overwhelmed. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's, yeah, it, it, there, there, there are times it's a fine wheel that I'm constantly spinning and sometimes it spins nicely. Sometimes there's just too much going on. It, it's a juggling act to say that I've got it made at all times. No, there's a constant, like I said, I, the property manager, I thought I had a good property manager and then I had to let him go because of, of COVID. It just wasn't working out yep. and places were, were, were stayed vacant. So I had to rent, I had to do it on my own. I hire, I delegate as much as possible. I've deep down, I'm a C student. Anything I like to do, I'll do, and I'll do it really well. And then I delegate, delegate, and I'm realizing as I delegate, I need to systemize and have right procedures. Uh, do I have all the? I'm also a realtor as well, so do I have the procedures of finding all the right deals? No, but I do talk to a lot of realtors. I get to know they know what I'm looking for. A few phone calls, emails that helps. Yeah. I getting all the off-market deals? No, I mean we can only do so much. But when it comes down to acquiring a property and getting it finished, we got that down pretty clear because that's all the guys do. I, ha I wear a few more hats. Gotcha. So like, is there like a piece of software that you use to, to pull this all together? Because <laughs> I'm actually looking at like yeah, possibly yeah. hiring some in-house contracting in the States, like yeah. making them employees rather than, you know, contractors. And it's one of those things that I'm like, yeah, there's so many wheels. I'm just looking at my boards all around me. There's so many wheels going just to, to organize yeah. this. <laughs> so my background, I already had a contracting business prior to joining into JV partners. Okay. So that, that was big. That was a big help because I'm coaching other people and they're saying, well, do I get a WSIB? Do I get a, you know, do I charge them CP or, you know, CBPEI? It, it's, there's a lot of factors and it's, it all depends on what your, what your end goal is. So we already have the WSIB. We're already paying, uh, CPP and EI, I already have that in play. Yeah. The payroll all set up. 
these guys have been with me for 10 years. So, you know, you start off at a pay and you just bump it up a bit as long as in a way for a lot of people, it's not about the money. It's about just treating them well. And they're there. I'm not hounding them. I'm not behind and pushing them or uh, they, they, they go at their pace. I know what to expect. Uh, it's pr- very reasonable. I don't even tell people what I pay them because people go, wow, that's, that's so low. In Kingston, that's fine. They may leave. Sure, they may leave 15 minutes prior. In the old, in the overall things, it's still a great deal because what I'm hearing about other stories, I'm, I'm we're cutting the, the cost in half immensely. Oh yeah, and, and it's yeah, what you're saying exactly with the the leaving like 15 minutes early. It's not about that. It's you know if you can do the job in a short period of time because you've done this for so many years and you have the experience to do this faster then you know, whatever. I like yeah. you know I could hire some kid to do it for you know whatever price and but then they may take longer, right? <laughs> true, true, exactly. And there there are times where we have to dig because you know we do egress windows. You got to dig, and sometimes we'll get a well in the beginning we'll just get a a, a guy who can just we pay him 15 bucks an hour or so. And he just, you know, he starts digging or just demolishing. So stuff that we don't really necessarily need to be there. Other systems talking about systems. Um, one, one, my main guy has a cart at, at home Depot. And yeah. so we'll order things on a, on a sheet and we're ordering the same stuff, all the drywall, you know, the same flooring, the same lumber, we know. So basically we send that sheet in by email or we, we, we call them and then they get it delivered. That helps immensely. And if it's if it's over a thousand dollars, it's a free delivery. So it's a question of just systemizing and planning out the renovations. When I used to be, well, I'm still involved, but not as much as the planning, because Mike knows what he's doing. Yeah. But you, the planning, you can spend six weeks to plan for a, a month renovation. And in fact, the more planning you do, the more efficient and tighter it is. Because okay. it's it's like it's like an orchestra. You need to need to orchestrate when the pl- when the plumbers arriving, when electricians are coming, and they've got to be there. And as many people know, just showing up is half the battle for contractors. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where my mind's going with this is like, yep. do you have any tips? to not be the bottleneck in the whole thing. I already heard that one that made me think of it, like just letting your contractor, your your employees go and buy materials on their own and not have yeah. to actually get the approval. Is there anything else you, you do to like make it so they're not having to go everything through you? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, I'm kind of throwing it, these at yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a good question. So um, planning definitely involves, uh, I, sometimes cameras putting cameras on, on the properties, sometimes it's needed. I've, I've had to let people go because of what I saw, because, you know, it just didn't, it just wasn't, uh, rules also on site. Okay. Make a big difference. Um, decisions. I mean, so do you have like a rule book, like, or, or something that you, you have like a little thing you go over with them when you're hiring them or how do they know the rules or do they just, I, I think with any business, what you need to, focus on after a, a bit of success is you need to invest in people. I've been investing in bank for 10 years. He's been with me for 10 years, the good and the bad he's made mistakes. I've paid for them. But in the end, I had to, you've got to invest in people. And in, that's the only way you can scale 
and 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 grow. I love it. <laughs> it makes sense. So that's why, and he's comfortable being an employee. I treat him well. He comes back every like, like if he wasn't happy, he wouldn't stay with me for ten years. The other guy, yeah. you know, two three years as well. So I, I as long as you treat them well, it's not always about the money. It's about just getting the, the job done, and uh, you've got to invest in people. As an entrepreneur, it's the only way to scale and grow. Okay, and then I'm just curious about your team. Yep. Like, so you have sure. you have contractors that you you mentioned them. Um, do you have office people or bookkeepers? Uh, who, who, what does the whole yeah, team yeah, yeah. look like? How many <laughs> how many guys you got running this yeah, operation? Yeah, <laughs> I like to have a woman in there occasionally just to balance things out. <laughs> okay, so so I've got a. So a lot of them are independent contractors as well. So yeah. the the plumber, he was, we've had two plumbers that we used to use and sometimes a third, which was a bar, big company. One guy was uh, was a plumber who, he would work evenings and weekends because he, he was a plumber elsewhere and he just liked working evenings and weekends. And it worked with our projects because I had cameras there. Uh, he could just kind of go in, get the job done, and then next day we'd be able to continue on. So it worked out efficiently. Now we tend to use another guy who's, he's just starting off. There's like three types of contractors. I should explain that as well. Okay. Uh, so so one contractor tends to be the handyman. He'll he'll drive a like a, a, sh, like a minivan and have his own tools, and he'll work when he has when he really needs the money. You may. You know, but you got to be on top of him. You got to make sure he's there. And, you know, sometimes he'll just disappear and he comes back or so. There's the other type of contractor who's just starting off and he's got a team of like two, three people. Okay. Those are the great guys because that way, you know, you, you speak to the person, you know what you're getting. And it's like, what happened there? You don't, we, you know, you, you know what's going on and, and you can talk to the boss and he knows what's, he's knows what's, what's there. He's a self-employed, but he's got people to help him out. Then you got the big, big, companies where there's a receptionist when you call and you know they're not she's not too sure what's going on because she wasn't even at the job site she's like okay what's your name again so you, you've got to deal with you got to know who you're going to be dealing with either the handyman the small mid-sized company or the larger company there's pros and cons in all three of them okay it all depends on what your involvement if you like to be there and you like to learn start off with the handyman he made the first handy well handyman i used the guy was brilliant but he didn't have a driver's license. Was it because of alcohol? No, it was because of other things. But still, he didn't have a driver's license, so he would just show up. And I would be there. It didn't matter. We got the job done. I was living there anyways. I learned a lot along the way. But on the extreme things, you got the company. They'll get it done, but they'll charge a lot more. Right, yeah. So it's a balance of what you can do. Talking about my team, I got the, the, the electrician. I knew him when he was just starting off. Yeah. He was, I was at a job site uh, back in the day, like 15 years ago, I was on the job site doing the work and it was after hours at a bank. And yeah. I, I saw the electrician and we're like, Hey, do you do uh, work on the side? He goes, hell yeah, sure. <laughs> so I got him over and he helped save me money. He goes, yeah, you run the wires. We'll put everything, con we'll put everything connected. And I can see that we just connected just personality wise, started talking and turns out that um, he wanted to run his own, jump his own business, start his own business. So I was, I was kind of, inspiring him, helping him out, suggesting a few things, you know, yeah, yeah. seven years later now, he's got his business. He's got three, four guys under, under him. We still use, him. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's just different. Uh, he still gives me great prices. It's just different approach. 
Yeah. But I've invested in that relationship as well. So you're, you're as an investor, you're investing in relationships to build your team. Without the team, there's not much going on. It, that's a big part of it. Plumber, as I mentioned, he's he's kind of just starting off midline. Mm. When it comes down to, I've got an assistant who helps out, which I delegate, who I, 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 I must admit, I, <laughs> it's not that I, I'm, I'm I have high expectations, so I just push. I just push everything I don't like, which involves a lot of paperwork, a lot of um, like when we have to refinance, we have to have documents here, documents there. So it's all that type of stuff, which I don't really like to do. So I delegate that as well. Uh, we've got a designer who helps with the drawings. In the, okay. I don't yeah. do the drawings anymore. It doesn't make any sense. So she comes in, does the drawings, and she deals with the city. And it makes a huge difference. We bought a property last year where it was big enough to do a legalized duplex. And she was at the meeting. I was at the meeting too, but she talked the whole time. She knew it and she, she got it through. So it, I think what it comes down to is just having a good team that you invest in and having systems in play because you're doing it over. And the system, I'm the one that needs to write it down with the help of others, I say, just okay. This is what we did. Write it out, and then I take it. We put it somewhere. We we fine tune it, and then we can implement it with other people, and then they can see it as well. It's just like McDonald's. Without the system, they wouldn't they wouldn't be like people can make a better hamburger anywhere, like, no yep. doubt. But the systems that you could put anyone, you could pop anyone in there, and then there's a system in play, and the system also reflects on the value and what you, what you'd like to do. Exactly. What is, um, you just talked about everybody except for yourself. So what is your job in the company and what is your like day-to-day -day look like? <laughs> yeah, so that's a good question. I mean, but it's, it's changed vastly. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, it's all homeschooling. So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm really, yeah, it's not that. It's, it's a bit, it's, it's slowed down plus, plus we got to order pre-order on, 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 on Home Depot and all that. I'm the, as a CEO, you're overlooking everything. You're yes. just tapping in. You're going, okay, how is that working out? You're touching base with everybody to see how it's progressing. And you're, you're looking at the overall scheme. I'm also thinking two, three months down the road where we're going to be, even a year down the road. So I'm, I'm looking at the future of things as well as the big scheme of things. I'm not into meticulous details. That's where I hire other people. And my strength is in big picture for some reason. That's, that's just it comes with the nature. And the other element is I'm, I could, uh, I see from many perspectives, I seem to be able to, to have a plan, but then also work with it when it, when it just doesn't work out. Like I'm spontaneous. Spontaneity is one of my strengths and working on the fly and I didn't realize it, that it is, it is very important as a contractor because if you have a plan and it doesn't work out, a lot of people get frustrated and then they don't know what to do with it, but have, making decisions on the f quickly and then you can proceed is also a big asset. That makes a lot of sense. And it, it, it sounds like you've built a good business where you're not the bottleneck. You're not the one that has to go through everything you've made. Um, well, from listening to Tim Ferriss, it's like you you give people um, authority and you'll be surprised how much 
they can do like how how well they can do it if you just let them do it right yes yes uh, the, the the people i like to work with are those who are in a way who haven't been given the chance and if i understand them i understand their personality their motivation and what what they need and and combining together i could i can let them i can allow them for growth because that's that's a huge element i i like when i see Sure, financial growth is great, but yeah. when there's personal growth on my end and the people I work with as well, it, it's a plus. It, it's a, it's a, it's very satisfying. There's something about seeing someone grow, children, the people you work with, my coach clients. It's very satisfying. I love it. <laughs> I, I actually love this conversation because it went completely different direction than we, <laughs> than we thought. And I'm like, yeah, it, yeah. I'm like, I've been so interested in like, uh, as I'm applying for this uh, E2 visa in the United States, which is like a working visa that I have to, it, the, the, the whole business, you have to build a business plan for building a company, not for like, like flipping houses. It's how to, you know, hire on employees and build this into a, a company mm -hmm. rather than this. And uh, it's one of those things that I, you have so much. It takes years. It, yeah. it, takes, it takes years. And every, every day, hopefully you're moving forward and every year you can see progress, but it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. And it's, it's those who are visionaries who can see the vision of what they want to create, the lifestyle that they want, and the obstacles that come along are just part of the path. And what I realize a lot of people that I, I work with or just because just New Year's Eve, it was also just around the corner. Yeah. They see the obstacles and they focus on the obstacles. And I'm like, you're just missing the point. If all you see are the obstacles, there's no, there's no meaning or purpose behind what you want to get. And then you're just, you're, you're, you're mingling around the, the obstacles all the time. You're like, oh, this is so exhausting. You need to have a vision in play and to, to, to see it, write it on a daily basis in the present tense, because the mind, as you know, Glenn, the mind does not distinguish between what is real and what is imaginary. So if you can trick the mind in believing that you're, you're there, you're building it on a, on a daily basis, the obstacles and the discomfort, the pains, the low moments where you're like, what am I doing? You're going, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's right, the vision, I'm going there, that's what I really wanna build, that's what I want for myself, my family, and, and I think, down the road, it's also about building tribes and, and society. There's, 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 there's something that you give. I think, uh, you know, once, once you're, once you have enough, yeah. once your family is set, well, then what do you do? You, you go for, for your friends, your tribes, society. I think that's a natural progression of all entrepreneurs. That's great. <laughs> um, Renee, if people wanted to track you down to have a, a further conversation or joint venture, or just whatever they're, they're looking for, how, how would they find you? Just Google my name, Renee Mass. It's, it's comes up, uh, my YouTube channel, messenger, just, just send me a, send me a text. I may not get right away, uh, get a hold of them, but, um, I love chatting with people. I realized early on that, uh, when I first started my, my journey as a realtor or as a real estate investor, I would try to convince and talk to people about it. I had my, my passion, that excitement, and they had no cares about it. And I was trying to, I was still trying to convince and, and trying to, trying to, trying to 
threw them away with it, but it, yeah. it, it didn't work. So anyone now where things are, are, are coming along, well, it's, it's now anyone who comes my way who wants to learn, who's thirsty, well, then I, I give them. I give them what I can. And, and sometimes um, it's not always a question of money. Sometimes it's a question of time. There was a young guy who contacted me last year and in October, and he says, I, I like what you're doing. I, I want to learn. I, you know, he spoke about, you know, he spoke for about 30 minutes or so, and it turned out he didn't have much money. He, he really didn't have, he had already given all his money up, things that didn't work, other things. And he, he was at this point, and he said, but I'm willing to help out. Like, I'm willing to give my time. And I was like, okay, well, come on down, and, and we'll, we'll see what we can work out. And so it, it, it so it, there's many ways of exchanging types of, of ideas, exchanging types of energy. And it's not always about the money. It's about exchanging value. Bring, bring it right back to the beginning, my friend, the value. You give value, you invest with others, with their time and energy. Well, the, the money is there. Totally agree. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show, Renee. I, uh, A pleasure. I, 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 it was awesome to get to pick your brain. <laughs> Anytime.